Shows. We are reading uh, Tokyo Ever After by Emiko Jean. Technically, Neville chose this book. Yeah. That's true. It was your pick, but Neville chose All it. hail Neville. Woof woof. Neville, our <laughs> Lord, Dog, and Savior. <laughs> our Dog and Savior, Jesus Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Dog. Alright. Um, so, I need to learn how to pronounce her name. Is it me? Yeah. Is it me? Okay. You're literally oh, the okay. problem she mentions in chapter one. I know. <laughs> I know. You're part of the problem, bitch. I know Hispanic names, okay? Not Asian ones. I wanted to be on She's Sweden. Japanese. That's Asian. Okay. I know, but don't generalize. Okay, Japanese. It's a Japanese name. <clears throat> it's to me, Tanaka has never really been in. It's not easy being Japanese-American in her small, mostly white, Northern California town. Raised by a single mother, Izumi, or Izzy, because it's easier this way, has always felt it's been her and her mom against the world. But then Izumi discovers a clue to her previously unknown father's identity. And he's none other than the Crown Prince of Japan. Which means outspoken irreverent Izzy is literally a princess. In a whirlwind, Izumi travels to Japan to meet the father she never knew and discover the country she's always dreamed of. But being a princess isn't all ball gowns and tiaras. There are conniving cousins, a hungry press, a scowling but handsome bodyguard who might just be her soulmate, and thousands of years of tradition and customs to learn practically overnight. Izumi soon finds herself caught between worlds and between versions of herself. Back home, she never, she was never American enough, and in Japan, she must prove she's Japanese enough. Will Izumi crumble under the weight of the crown, or will she live out her fairy tale happily ever after? Charadesing behind Aliana's back while she was reading yeah, something. It was they great. Were trying to make me laugh, it seems. But they have not succeeded. I am proud of you. Yes, you successfully did that. Because we were making ourselves laugh and trying to be quiet. <laughs> out of the corner of my eye, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what fresh hell is this? It's us. <laughs> what are God's greener? Yeah. So, I'd say it's not um, very green anymore. This. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, that, are we, should we kind of discuss what the first eight chapters were about? We did read the first eight it, chapters. This, this, this one is not going to take long to summarize, yeah. so we don't need an individual chapter breakdown pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, she's with her friends, she goes through her mother's stuff, finds a book with a name in it, her best mm-hmm. friend is a CIA operative. <laughs> so she's you. Yeah. So she's me. Yeah. And uh, she finds her father... She confronts her mother about it. Her mother's like, yeah, you're a princess, and he's the king. Or, no, prince. Crown he's prince. Crown, crown prince. prince. Um, 
here's uh, uh, somebody that you can contact if you want to get into contact with him. And so she sends an email. And then all of a sudden the press show up at her house. And then she goes and uh, goes to Japan and meets a bodyguard that she already, like, hates it's slash easy, loves. easy. And then, and then goes to Japan and gets royally fucked by her cousin. No, not in that way. Sweet, but anyway, mm-hmm. think um, Mamma Mia and uh, the, oh, Princess the Princess Diaries plus a little bit of British in smushed into a modern day Tokyo romance. Yes, yeah. because fun fact this book actually takes place in the year of 2021, which is yeah. not something I'm used to. I know yeah. it's not something I was used to either. You know, I saw the it's so in the beginning, after they break down a family tree and then they have kind of an article that mentions uh. That kind of sets up the scene and, you know, foreshadows a little bit of the plot. And the date under it is April 4th, 2021. And I remember seeing that the first time being like, ah, because I was reading this. I was reading this in 2021. So I was very much like, oh, yeah, this was, oh, you know, yeah, I got this published in 2021. I got this book for Allie. Um, for her birthday. I, yeah, her birthday. It was either birthday or my Christmas. One at one or the other. Um, but this, this is definitely a paradigm shift for me yeah. because I am a, a definite fantasy girl by heart and I don't really do much with like modern tellings in books. It's not something I'm used to at all. Uh, so this was like a really weird shift for me going from like my normal everyday reads. So I may have a different opinion from everybody just because this is not my typical read. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to be nice about it. But also, as I was telling Aliana earlier, I'm just expecting murder. And when I don't get murder, I'm like, but where is the but excitement? Where's the death? Yeah, where's the death? <laughs> but so I think reason- it's good to have good variety. Like, I, I read a lot of in-between. I read from, like, you know, the smuttiest, trashiest romance It's set in the weirdest times high fantasy to fantasy to romance to fantasy romance to you know modern day retellings of stories yeah all kinds of things and i think this is always a good refresh so the reason yeah that actually does kind of relate to the reason i picked it because yes i am also i love the fantasy i love the complex world building i love trying to keep track of the story and everything that goes with it i very much enjoy that however I also really like contemporary because that's where I really started reading and started getting into reading. I I just like that style. And this was a book, when it comes to plot, I'm going to be honest, the plot is not like, it's, it's not, not world shifting. Yeah, it's not like mind blowing, you know, it's classic mm-hmm. girl meets boy romance type thing. I picked this book specifically because I am a sucker for character development and I personally think there is a lot of growth and a lot of shift. And I love seeing how Izumi kind of comes into her own and kind of becomes the person Mm. who she wants to or tries to be. And I just, I think that's a very good retelling of it because Mm -hmm. it's not like, um, it's not the type of book where it's like, oh, I'm a princess and now I'm in love. The end. It's more like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm a princess. Let me just go ahead and have an identity crisis now. You know, like, so, and it'll, you'll see kind of the shift of how she's feeling and how she goes from what she thinks is out of her comfort zone to what's actually out of her comfort zone. And I'll touch on that a little bit. Yeah. All that to say is our opinions might be like, this is something that I don't typically read. So I'm going to try and, look at it from that perspective instead of like just 
searching for what that book is supposed to be and not what I'm supposed to be looking at it for. Yeah. But, again, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. But this has very much of an Alex. I know you're very interested in the Japanese culture, so I think this will have mm-hmm. that fit for you. I will call you out on this damn podcast right now. <laughs> I was obsessed with Chinese culture, not Japanese. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I just thought Asian culture generally you were fascinated by, especially Eastern Asian. It was more Eastern Asian than anything because of Mulan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't super into like, it, again, it was strictly Chinese mm-hmm. and then maybe a little bit of Korean. Mm-hmm. But like that, I didn't really get a lot into like the Japanese side of it, mm-hmm. which is interesting because you would think, that that would be one of the first places that I would yeah. go to, but for whatever reason, I got left out of that in my obsession with trying to understand the culture and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm i interested to see, because there are a lot of Japanese customs that are different than yeah, those I didn't, yeah. I, didn't necessarily, I didn't have Korean. an obsession with, you know, I didn't have an obsession with Korean culture. I just kind of had to learn the basics of it, so I didn't look like an idiot when you I didn't went have a K-pop there. obsession. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but who doesn't? Can you blame sometimes? me though? Yeah. Like, so did you. I, I got you. You did get me into that. I yeah. Did. I'm proud of that moment. Yeah, but I think this is going to be a very interesting book because I think in the first eight chapters, they touch a lot on a lot of modern day cultural significances in somebody who is American, like Asian American, mm-hmm. um, especially Japanese American. And I kind of I love the concept of the little group that they have. Yeah. I love that they have a name for it and everything. Honestly, reading this made me think of like our friend group a little bit just the way that they all interacted with each other yeah especially glory and which uh, also uh context i feel like we should say Mm -hmm. a slight disclaimer Mm -hmm. to put it bluntly we're white yes and this we cannot speak to certain cultural issues or feeling out of place or feeling in in this way like in this context i'm sure we we can relate to some of the things that she might be feeling Mm -hmm. but not necessarily why she's feeling them so just for that context we're going to break this apart Mm -hmm. in the best way we can we are in no way saying like oh my gosh i know exactly what she's going through yeah we don't so we're predominantly white people who have led predominantly white lives yeah (laughs) that's the best way to put it pretty much so we can we can dissect what we can but we're not going to be as you know yeah. We're not going to be able, we're not going to delve into it because, like, like we will never be able to truly experience, like, we felt, like, left yeah. out of things before, but that's at a whole nother left level. Out, left out, out of place, but it's never been because of our race. Exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's, like, a whole that nother, <laughs> sorry, that's a whole nother level that we yeah. just have not been able mm-hmm. to experience. It's, it's good to read about people's experiences, too, because then you can be a little bit more understanding and caring when, right. you, when you deal with minority groups. So that's why I think it's a very good read for you deal with. For us. <laughs> sorry, just no, the way you, you said hang it. out. Sorry, it's not you hang out it. with. Sorry, meet or are friends with people who are minorities, so you can understand them a little bit better mm-hmm. in their yeah. experiences. Yes. Yeah. So um, this yeah. first chapter is obviously the introduction to pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, and you know it's Izzy with her friend <laughs> talking about yeah. different things, and I correct me if I'm wrong. This is the chapter that they find the the book, the book in. I yeah. believe so. So yeah. first of all. Um, like, she's just sitting on her bed with her friend. They're talking about, like, school and assignments and stuff. I, the whole thing about her dog really threw me off. I was like, oh, why yeah. do I need to know that he sucks his toes? Like, that yeah, that was, like, an unnecessary detail. Yeah, I think it's kind of, like, I think it's supposed to be kind of, like, 
uh, oh, okay, girl. Like, mm-hmm. All right. Like, you can yeah. just say the dog's weird. Like, yeah. I don't need to know that he has, like, a glandular condition that causes yeah. him to stink and then he sucks his toes. And, like, that comes up again in the book when she's in Japan. And I'm like, just why are you mentioning this dog? She misses the dog. I know, but, like, if I if my dog had something like that, I would never, like, But no, I, I agree. That part's kind of... It was on the throne um, offish. I was like, okay. It's like the first paragraph the or two mm-hmm. of the book she talks about this dog's glandular condition. And I'm like, why? Why do I need to know why? that? That just gives me a disturbing image yeah. that I do not want to see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do like what she says, though, about her... The reason she doesn't like cats is just because... She doesn't trust cats. They'll eat your face if you die. And then she's like, parentheses, I have no proof of this. Only a strong gut feeling, parentheses. <laughs> Which, I mean, is the strong gut feeling incorrect? Not no, entirely. Like anything would eat face. you if you die. Yeah. I mean, yeah. My cats would probably eat my face when I die. Oh, yeah. chomp chomp. You know but what I mean? But then we get, we get the first peek of kind of what Izumi is kind of going through. Because... Blah, 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 blah. It's, you start with, oh, she starts with, Nora starts with calling uh, Izzy her childhood nickname, which is Zoom Zoom. Which, again, (laughs) also made me a little uncomfortable. Why is that a nickname? That sounds like a Mario Kart character. That's the one, that's the nickname her mom gave her. It's an affection for Izumi, which has the same Zoom Zoom. Yeah, it's probably just a little like it's a little pet name. Zoom, 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 zoom. I didn't, I didn't find that. I didn't find that weird because again, my childhood nickname growing up was Alley Cat, so I wasn't really. I had Ali a theme Baba. song and everything, and yeah, Alibaba was also another nickname yeah. I have. So I, that, I, I wasn't thrown off. I was like, oh yeah, that's a, like a weird nickname. It's a cute little pet name used only by family. Yeah. Like for example, if my aunt called me Ali, whenever my aunt called me Alley Cat, I'd be like, okay. But if you guys were to call me Alley Cat, I'd be like, you're not allowed to call me that are yeah. you my family like no can you say it when i'm in the you're not tread lightly <laughs> i am not genetically re- related to you therefore you are not allowed to call me alley cat family ain't just blood oh my god <laughs> all right anyway so then she's like i wish you'd never heard my mother call me that blah 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 blah, blah. and she's like and nora's like well i did it's amazing i can't use it and izzy's Quote, quote, which I'll probably use both terms interchangeably. Yeah. I prefer Izzy. You prefer Izumi. She follows back. She follows volleys back. Correct. But by third grade, I'd heard those three syllables butchered enough to want to simplify my name. It's easier this way. If white people can learn Klingon, they can learn to pronounce your name. <laughs> so true. that yeah. is kind of like the first little nugget you get of what Izumi's been going through and kind of the things she's had to put up with well, since that- she was a kid. Yeah. And you're kind of like, huh. Wait that, a second, and you want to? For me, it's like I want to keep going. That that I kind of related to because my name was butchered growing up really? all the time. Oh yeah, people can't pronounce like anything. Like the laziness of America and the white culture we have here. Like they can't barely pronounce Anya. They they never pronounce my name correctly. Uh, yeah, that's well, fucking hard. I would be at swim meets. I would be at like national swim meets, and they would pronounce it Onya or Anya. What? I'm like, it's not even a hard name, and it's I'm at a so regional easy. competition, and you're going to pronounce my name wrong. Isn't it a Russian name? It is Russian, yeah. yes. And, like, that makes no sense to me. And even so, we're, a, like, a very cultured nation, so or, like, full of different cultures nations. So why can't we pronounce a freaking Russian name? It's, it's, it's four letters. It's mm-hmm. not that hard. Which, don't get me wrong, there are some names where it's like, oh. And I've definitely had this in working in healthcare, where I go to get a patient, I'm like, Oh, God, I don't know how to say that name. But I at least 
tr A, I at least try, and B, if I get it wrong, I at least feel bad about it. Yeah. And or feel bad that I can't say it. Because I don't, because yeah. that's a person's name. Like, that, a name is such a big part of your identity. And I wouldn't want somebody to walk up to me and be like, hey, Alyssa, because that's not my name. Yeah. Right. It's true. It's, a, it's like a form of respect, you know? And I, I <gasps> still get people pronouncing my name wrong. Like, literally the other day, I was at, I forget exactly where I was at, but somebody needed to just say my name for something. And they, like, looked at me, and they, like, got, the, got that look on their face yep, where you know, you know they don't know how to pronounce the name. Like, that little shy smile where they're like, Anya? And I was like, it's Anya. Even my what? therapist pronounces my name wrong sometimes. <laughs> Oof. She calls me Anna instead of Anya. And I'm oh like, goodness. it's Anya. Mm -hmm. Like that. So that part of that I can relate to. hurt my feelings. My therapist doesn't even know my name. <laughs> She's totally cool about it, though. It's just sometimes she slips up. But I'm like, but I understand the not having your name pronounced right. Yeah. Like, and, and you know, I give people credit where it's due. I'm like, you tried. Yeah. You, you tried. It didn't work, but you tried at least. You tried. But yeah. So anyway, this, you kind of, we just kind of have teenage girls being teenage girls. Yeah. And then they're kind of snooping through her mother's stuff. And then it's, she finds a letter that says, starts with, my dearest Hanukkah. Hanukkah being uh, Izzy's mom. Yep. So, is Zoomies immediately like, huh? Yeah. And is just grabbing it, and she finds this poem. Mm -hmm. Um, My dearest Hanukkah, please let these words say what I cannot speak. I wish I were close to you as the wet skirt of a salt girl to her body. I think of you always, and I am not even going to try to, because I will just offend everybody of Japanese descent. Yeah. Yours, Makoto Mac, 2003. So... This is a letter dated back, I think it's when... 2003. 2003. 2003. So I think that's when Izzy was born, I think. Yeah. yeah. She it's was born when, in no, she's When she graduated high school, her mother graduated college, and she was born in that same year. Yeah, because yeah. I'm still processing, processing this when Nora carefully says, so hey, you were born in 2003. Yeah. It's just true. Which, realistically, with the timeline of that, shouldn't yeah. have she been born in 2004? Because people graduate... If they talk about the college graduation, mm -hmm. the college graduation well, was in 2003. Unless she got pregnant before college graduation. Which she probably Possibly. did. Yeah, well, it was at a senior were, party is what night. she admits. Yeah, yeah, they were having one night stands for months. It was, a, it was a little bit more than yeah. that, though. Yeah, it was like... Like, well, they had... They, they were they were in a relationship. They called yeah. themselves one night stands, and I called mm -hmm. them shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. right, because they didn't want to admit to themselves, like, oh, wait, no, we're actually together for yeah. reasons that we find out later. uh so this kind of lights a fire under izzy finding this poem and she's mm -hmm. like i kind of want to find out who my dad is like she's mm -hmm. had inklings and she talks a little bit about her inklings over the past of like talking about you know longing to have a dad thinking mm -hmm. about what what it would be like to have a dad around you know all this stuff and she she yeah. even confesses she's like sometimes i'm walking the street and i'll see a, a guy that kind of looks like me and I wonder if he could be my dad. Yeah. And she's like, now I finally feel like I will have the answers. And so her friend's like, well, let's go investigate this dude. Like, and then like her, probably thinking like, that they won't find anything. Like, yeah. I bet if I was right, I'd be like, yeah, let's try. Not, like, figuring it wouldn't really go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Nora's pretty convinced, though, all the time that she she's going to find. She's going to. She knows what she's doing. Nora's yeah, right. like, I am FBI. I will find this Nora's dude. Nora's me in this situation. Yeah, she yeah. really is. Um. 
So that's we, what I got for chapter one. Yeah, we jump into chapter two, uh, and kind of the first thing is Nora texting the group. Um, Which was a group. huge juxtaposition for me because, again, I'm not used to phones being in fantasy settings. Yeah. But or we're like, not in a fantasy I know, setting. I know. So it's weird reading a book that's in a modern setting with cell phones. Like, that just, like, totally threw me off there. I kind of like it. I honestly, when there's a contemporary book, I actually kind of like the touch of communicating over cell phones or email or whatever in contemporary realistic fiction stories. Like, I just think it adds kind of, like, a personality to the book and it kind of make it kind of breaks up the monotony of eh, a bunch yeah. of times you roam on a page you know like it yeah. kind of i like the breakup of the monotony so i actually yeah. really like especially because you know as if, if it's set in this you know present day this present day we text a lot of people a lot of the time true i text you, know? you all every single day exactly we so. don't even text with snapchat yeah like, the, like the early gen zers we are <laughs> yeah, we really are i don't think i text any of you like ever I either yeah. Snapchat you or I call you. There's yeah. no in between. Exactly. Because Snapchat, I know when you when you see it. I know. And I know if you're ignoring me or I not. like that part of it. Yup. But yeah, so anyway, we start to the text conversation. Uh, Izumi introduces us to the rest of her friends. Uh, Ansani and Glory. Yep, that's mm-hmm. the only two. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of talks about how... Um, they kind of banded together because they can all kind of relate to each other and they all have the very like very similar experiences of growing up a minority in a predominantly white town yep and uh she even uses like the the references of the confederate flags versus rainbow flags in their town which is which is kind of like reminds me of lancaster county a little bit yeah because we just have so many Trump flags, Confederate flags versus rainbow. I kid you not, I saw two people on a motorcycle today with Confederate flag helmets on. Like, they had Confederate flags on their helmets. And I'm like, okay. Like, really? And then, like, the one girl lady threw her cigarette on the ground. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're real classy. Like, let's not have any consideration for anyone else around us. I know. I had somebody throw a cigarette butt out the window at their car, of their car, like, at me today when I was driving like, back. Just on. Like, really? Cigarettes, man. Get an ashtray. Like, good God. Yeah. Chapter two, uh, then Nora kind of gets everybody together in their normal spot in the library and says, um, guess what I did? I found your dad, Zoom Zoom. <laughs> Which is so funny because I feel like I do that all the time when I'm like my little FBI. It's like, guess what? Mm-hmm. I honestly think you know more information about all of my ex-boyfriends combined than I do. Probably. I did find I did find Bella's like boyfriend's like um criminal log. record. Criminal record and college <laughs> login. Dang yeah, man. she found everything and I was a little concerned. What kind of black net were you searching for? <laughs> and then when my ex when my ex blocked you and you were like, does he really think that that's that that'll stop. do anything? I was like, you can block me. I still know your first and last name, and I can probably get your birth date from Allie. I can find out Absolutely you can. I can find out a lot. I absolutely know his birthday. Uh, but yes, here we here we continue the um the big dramatic moment of of Nora saying, uh, yeah, your dad's a freaking crown prince. I also love in this chapter that what? she's having like a panic attack and all of her friends are just talking so casually around her like this yeah. happens every time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, your dad's hot. I know you're having an existential crisis right now, but like so... I tap that. I would be so <laughs> uncomfortable. I'd be like, guys, can we not? Mm-hmm. 
That's like when people say that. Hassan is like whispering, I don't think she's okay. We should call the nurse. And then, okay, here's the thing that made me so mad. They're like, we don't have a nurse anymore. Budget cuts. I'm like, that? No. You don't cut the school nurse. That would never happen because, like, legally, they have to have a nurse. Yeah, I was like, isn't that a legal issue? It is. They would would cut the arts before they would cut anything. Which is stupid. Arts should never be cut. So, like, that line, I was like, okay, that would never happen. Like, you must have to really cut the budget. Like, or you must not even have desks. Or you have a hospital, like, right across the street. Even even then, even still, you would need a school nurse Mm -hmm. in there. The way that Nora talks also is just freaking hilarious to me. She's like, seriously, Zoom Zoom, this isn't funny. You're the prince's love child, the fruit of his loins. I hated that. Yeah, I hated that too. I I was was like, like, stop. And then they find an article about him never wanting to marry. Um, And I do like that Izzy's just laughing. Because yeah. she's like, I don't know how to process this because that, honestly, that's how I would process things. Like, when I don't know what to do or say, I just start laughing. Mm-hmm. So, I just imagine her, like, like, staring off into the distance and just going, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like that. <laughs> I feel like that's just kind of how she ends this chapter. She's like, okay, then, that's this now. Alright, okay. I found my dad. Kind of wish I wouldn't have now. But she doesn't uh, officially know it's her dad yet. She just kind of sees well, it. It's like, ah, oh, crap. We look alike. Uh-oh. And then she's like, why would... And then she kind of ends the last thing. She's like, why would my mom lie to me about this? Like, I thought we were tight. Apparently we're not. And Lori's like, that's the million dollar question, my friend. But then, at the same time, she's like, I wouldn't want to be in your boots. Yeah. Okay. I would want to be. I, I would want to have some mystery in my life. I would want to know. Favorite thing. If anyone would do well with being secretly royal, it would probably be you. Yeah, I'd own that shit. Anya would be like, absolutely, bitches, bow to me. See, I would probably, I I feel like I would rank up there too because I would be so, we'll get there later, but I'd be so eager to like learn all the customs just to prove that I was at least, that I was smart. So I would be like, oh yes, I do in fact know that this is the fish fork. I like that, I like learning and stuff like that, so I feel like I would be super cool with that. But I also feel like I'd make a badass ruler. Yeah. Yeah. Bow to me, bitches. So, if anything, I totally just lost my train of thought. I was waiting for that. I just heard heard the, like, AC behind you, and I'm like, she lost her train of thought. I did, yes. I totally blanked. But yeah, that's basically how we end that chapter. We move into chapter three, which is... My first, my favorite line this whole chapter. Legit, the thought of confronting my mother is the best laxative ever. True. I, like... (laughs) Again, I'm not used to this language and people saying legit uh-huh. in books. And I'm like, but okay. Keep in mind, she is a 17, 18, 18, 18 year old girl. That makes a lot of sense. I yeah, was probably yeah. saying legit at 18. Yeah. That was legitness. I was, I was just about to say that, but I did not want to. In fact, she calls her father a sperm donor in front of her mom. And her that's mom's so like, funny. Well, that's all she knows him as. Yeah, and I love Can we how talk about my dad, the sperm donor? And she's like, don't call him that. It's like, well, that's what he is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then she confronts, yeah, so she confronts her mom about being like, yo, why'd you lie to me about my daddy? And <laughs> Please don't say it like that. That makes it sound so wrong. Um, and the fact that she also feels like she can't talk to her mom about being Japanese, like the things she experiences as a Japanese kid. Like, no, the question she gets asked, like, no, I don't speak Japanese. No, I've never been to Japan. I don't like sushi. Um, 
and then like basically concluding that, that those things make her feel like she's not enough. Well, what's interesting is that those, I don't want to say like uh, traveling to Japan versus and speaking the language are quote unquote stereotypes. What I think is interesting is that the last one, hands down, a stereotype. Oh yeah. And she feels othered for not fitting that, mm-hmm. which I find kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. But uh, her mom actually ends up, they, they get into a little bit of a spat, but her mom comes back and apologizes and kind of delves into all the, all, everything that happened. Basically, her mom and dad met at a senior party, um, and they they start, you know, they, they had a fling going, and then it became a relationship, but they knew it wasn't going to last because he was a crown prince, could never live in America, she didn't want to be royalty, so they went their separate ways, and he never found out that he had a kid. She never told him. Um, and yeah, her mom just basically says, hey, this is a, con- a professor your dad used to talk to all the time, uh, contact him, you know, see if he, see if he has any way to get in contact with your dad. I'm and, sorry, Meeple is just rubbing up against my foot and demanding attention. So yeah. But yeah, so I'm kind of, I, I think you kind of get to see a bit into Izumi's mom's thought process. Because, like, she just straight up did not tell him yeah. that she was pregnant. Yeah. Like, didn't tell yeah. him. Which is kind of an asshole move, in my opinion. But at the mm-hmm. same time, like, what could be done? Mm-hmm. You know, she probably... Nothing, but he has a right to know. Yeah. Right. And I and I agree with that. I'm not, I'm not saying I agree with her actions. I think they're kind of not best. But I understand the why. Yeah. Like, she probably just wanted to forget that this forbidden love could never be. Yeah. And just push it aside. Would be my best guess. Yeah, she still kept the book with his poem in it. Right. Mm-hmm. So she never moved on. Although you, I, You're telling me you would move on from a prince if he fell in love with you? No, Depends on how good the sex was. True. <laughs> um, I think... Saying this as the asexual in the The only thing I dislike about that is I don't like the I've never told the dad trope when it comes to kids. Yeah. Because yeah. Right? I feel like it just puts everybody in an uncomfortable situation and never actually develops character growth. Well, in the child. Here's the thing. Another thing that, like, I want to know is why she didn't say, like, she could have kind of avoided this if she had mm-hmm. given Izzy a little bit more info about because her she past just, and her father. Like, she didn't have to straight up lie. be like, "Hey, kid, you're I royalty," and I didn't tell it, and I didn't tell you. Yeah. Like, she never had to say that. She never had to spill the whole truth. Well, it would have, I'm not saying that would have been okay, but it would have been better than just being like, oh, yeah, uh, I don't know his name. Moving on, you know? Yeah. yeah. You, you know his name. Yeah, she basically flat out said she never knew like never knew who he was when she flat out knew exactly who he was. Mm-hmm. And finding that out, like, I have to remember that she's 18. Finding She's not 16. She's not 14. Finding this out. She's 18. She's a grown-ass adult. Yeah. Which had, again, like, had she been, been adopted or that was that type of situation, she would be legally allowed to seek out her family. Yeah. Exactly. So it's kind of like, all right, she's 18. She's allowed yeah. to seek out her family. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she sends an email off to this professor who knew her dad, and that's where we end chapter three to pick up chapter four 13 days later. After her mom is like honest with her and just tells her mm-hmm. the whole truth, the whole thing. Which should have been a thing from the beginning. But I, I do I do like this where she's trying to like, um, she's, she's trying to like, draft the email to her dad's like dear mac you don't know me but i know you ugh too creepy too casual i delete it and start again and then it's just dear crown prince toshihito i think i'm your daughter 
Yeah. It's like, how do you write an email like that? I have yeah. no idea. I'd be like, hey, um, so. I might be the fruit of your loins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that in my next Father's Day card. <laughs> my dad would hate me. But it's okay. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so we get a little bit more insight in their friend group beginning of chapter four. Um, basically, you know, Glory and Nora don't really get along to, they have like a love-hate best friend kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, they tell each other to fuck off one moment and the next moment they're saying I love you goodbye. Like all of um, us? Yeah, like yeah. all of us. Um, but theirs is like a true love-hate yeah. relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever been like fully full on mad at you guys. And at least I don't think. I've been annoyed at you guys. Yeah, right. I think we've all been annoyed with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And yeah. if I've ever been actually mad, I can't remember what it was about. Mm-hmm. That's true friendship. It I remember is. like the bigger fights, but that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, and then that's right. So after they drop all the girls off, they were out they were out eating lunch together and then they dropped at the Black Bear Diner. Yep. And so they drop everybody off and Nora and um Nora and Izzy are talking in the car about um Nora uh not Nora about Izzy's ex whose name is Forrest. Who's a dickhead? Um Dickhead X check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and and just basically he he cheated on her and then like basically gaslit her uh, into thinking it was her fault that she, he cheated on her, um, and is a controlling piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, and then they pull up to Izzy's house, and there's reporters everywhere. Well, first she gets a text from her mom, yeah. where are you, with Nora almost home, and she gets a text, don't get out of the car. Okay, but here's she... the thing about that whole thing. Because she said that she had multiple missed calls by her mom yeah. that she never answered. Yeah. Like, if, oh my word, if I miss one call from my mom, I'm instantaneously calling her back. Same. And she's like, my preferred method of communication is text messages. I'm like, so you're not going to call your mom back? Yeah. So, I, after, I, I, like, four funny. missed calls? I think it's, like, I honestly think it's just a difference in communication style because, again, my mom is also like that where if I see four missed calls from my mom, I assume someone's dead. Or dying. Like, yeah. I, I call will, her back right away. Like, I will, I won't call her back right away, but I'll call her back to, like, I'll call her back as soon as I can. Like, if I noticed that I had four missed calls from my mom, I'd be like, uh, well, that seems like a problem. Yeah. But again, but then again, call her mom back. But then again, Izzy is, let's be honest, she's in her teenage phase. And what are teenagers primarily? Pretty Stupid. darn selfish. Yeah. We're being blind. Still, you can still. deny all you want, but. You're selfish as a teenager. Yeah. I never not I never did not call my mom back. That especially after one missed call. I can't believe yeah. she went by like four. But like I'll I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Like her phone could have been on silent, but still yeah. I'm not like, giving her the benefit of the know, doubt. I think she's an idiot. But yeah, I personally <laughs> if my mother were calling me four times, even even as a not teenager, I'd be like, Oh, that's probably important. I should call yeah. her back. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think Or at least be like, Hey, I can't talk on the phone right mm-hmm. now, but what's up? Like, is it an emergency? You know, stuff like that. But yep. then she's out of the car, and the press is there, and they're, like, taking a crap ton of pictures of her, and she's just like, okay, which thing? 100% called it. Yeah, like, I knew that that was going to be the first thing that happened. It's, well, yeah. it's It would either go one of two ways, the mysterious man that shows up in the driveway, or all of the press. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. there's that. Yeah. 
Well, it's crown prince, so I mean, it makes sense. Reporters and, are sneaky. Well, and, and with the with the in the beginning of this book, it goes with like a tabloid page called the Tokyo Tabler, which Bridgerton mm-hmm. might. I mean, come on. <laughs> this is Lady Whistledown. This is Lady Whistledown, but Tokyo version. Literally, you know? like, um, and the like. I knew as soon as that came up, I was like, the press is gonna be a huge thing with this. Oh book. yeah. So. Yeah. Which, but, it's a very realistic thing when you're a freaking royalty person. I like this one where it's like, where, I told you not to get out of the car, Mom says. You know what I don't like? When my mother tells me, I told you so. I mean, yeah. fair enough. It's like, yeah, I'll give you that. That sucks. That's, yep. Mm-hmm. And then there's um, embassy people from Japan. But she swears in front of them on accident. Yeah, that was a shit show. Oh, oh. we're not alone. And she and she's literally in her sweatpants and sweatshirts because at the yep. diner, she's like, you need stretchy pants. And yeah. I'm like... Okay, I feel that, girl. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Same. Um, is Maple horny right now? Yes, she's okay. very horny. That's really what like, I thought. Uh, I was getting, the, I was getting the vibes from the meow. She's, she's very horny. Are you gonna um, get her spade at some point? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna be like, <laughs> trying to be. I need to do it. I've just been lazy and I didn't want to spend the money right away either. So now I have the money. I just gotta make it a present. Right. Uh, so the embassy people give her a letter from her father that says, "Oh yeah, it's like I I just imagine like all of them in dark suits and sunglasses being like we have a note from your father, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like mafia style. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's just basically says on behalf of the Empire of Japan, His Imperial Highness the Crown Prince Toshihiko requests the honor of his daughter, the Princess Suzumi." To visit and stay at his personal lodgings, Fugu Palace. It's like, okay, this is happening. Yep. And then I like that her mom's only concern is what about school? Yeah. Not Mm -hmm. like, you're going without me, you know, you're going to all the way across the world. I thought she was coming with her. That was my thing. Well, I mean, I don't know if they'd want her there necessarily. Mm -hmm. Because think about it. That's like, I, I feel like her mother... Would be scrutinized just as much, if not worse, than her if she went to Japan with yeah. her. Fair enough. And also, again, she's 18 years old. I mean, my mm-hmm. mom, when I, it's funny, it's definitely a cultural difference type thing. And I, like, because her mom, Izzy's mom was born and raised in America, it's definitely a culture type, a culture difference thing to my knowledge. Because when I went, when I went to Korea the second time when I was 18, the head pastor was very insistent that my mother was involved in like every step of the way mm-hmm. and like he was at one point basically basically um my youth pastor couldn't go on the trip so he was worried that my mom wouldn't let me go and my mom was basically like well she's 18 i can't really tell her no yeah and that was just like a different kind of disconnect where it's like oh one side is like oh she's 18 you know whatever but the other side's like she's still a child like that kind of thing which yeah. is it's just a different I think just different people have different um, mindsets on when you're actually an adult. Yeah. Which, let's be honest, you're not an adult at 18. No. <laughs> you're so not an adult at 18. Yeah, absolutely not. So, uh, she ends up taking, like, 60 seconds and takes this very small moment to be like, yeah, I'll go, because Nora's pushing her, everybody's there kind of waiting... Her mom, I think, says you don't need to, you can take all the time you need, and the, the other guy says that. Yeah. Um, and she decides to go, and so they're elated, and she's like, holy shit, I'm going to Japan. 
And she's kind of, I kind of like that she's, she's excited about it. She's yeah. not like, but she's not like, ah, I'm going to Japan and everything's going to be great. Yeah, she's kind of like, I'm going to Japan. Okay. Uh, this is Like, this is going to be fun. Oh, is my dad going to like me? Is my family going to like me? Am I going to blend yeah. it? Like, she's having those normal thoughts. Yeah. Like, one of the biggest things about, you know, the whole, quote unquote, finding yourself novels, mm-hmm. when the big plot point happens, one of the kind of tropes I don't like is where it's like, oh, I'm everything's going to be fine. I'm not afraid at all. Like, Everyone has some yeah. type of like, oh, but this could happen type fear. And I like that they speak to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like, though, I would be, if this happened, like, you know, me and my travel phase, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I would love to go to Japan for free. Like, that Literally. sounds amazing. Literally, she's going for free. Yep. Um, Which also, I find it weird that he didn't request, like, a DNA confirmation test before I know, he brought that her there. Too. Like, he just takes her at her word. Like, she could be anybody off the street and mm-hmm. claiming to be his daughter. Yeah. And I'm surprised he didn't, like, call for a DNA test to confirm it or, like, sent his, like, people there well, to he, take he, a DNA test. he does later. Like, late Spoiler alert. Well, yeah, it's, it, well, it's not that big of, it's not that big of a spoiler. It's literally just. I felt like if it wasn't going to happen in the beginning, it was going to happen by It was going to happen eventually. Yeah. yeah. But no, like, they, they do confirm, like, so for, for people out there who are thinking it's going to be a plot, just like, what if she's really not? No, she is. It's confirmed. It's canon. Mm-hmm. It's just not confirmed until, like, yeah. page 60. So, which is 20 pages from now. Yep. So, we again start off with kind of a tabloid article in yep. dated in March of 2021, basically being like, oh, well, the prince, the bachelor prince actually has a kid. Is Whoa. this interesting? And then kind of it goes to, let's see, the lost butterfly is coming home at last, which has everyone wondering, just who is this American upstart? How will this girl from small town America adapt to the glitz and glamour of the imperial family? Is she ready for the royal treatment? Only time will tell. Mm. So it's, bum, that's kind of like the mysterious, like, keep reading type thing. Read all about it. Chapter the, five. Did you pack enough underwear? Classic. Yes, mother. Classic traveling internationally without your parents. Mm-hmm. Did you pack enough underwear? Yep. yep. And um, basically she kind of breaks down. There's a couple things she got in order to prep for this flight. Uh, she got a questionnaire. Uh, about herself, um, she had to answer all these questions about her likes, dislikes, what languages she spoke, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, she had to Which is kind of weird, like, yeah. to spell that all out. It's just like, oh yeah, this is like a page of my life that he can it's just like, read what, over and what pretend do, to know me. What do I like? I feel like whenever I get those things, those tell me about yourself type things, I just forget what I like. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. I sat there once, I had to do one for work, and it was mm-hmm. not as extensive as this one, obviously. But it was like, what's your favorite snack? I'm like, uh, uh, what is my favorite snack? Like, I don't know. I don't know. And then I thought about it for a second. I'm like, oh, right. It's white cheddar popcorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Uh, we're going to have to stop for a second. All right. Let's get right back into it. So along with the what's your favorite stuff, she gets basically an NDA agreement to not, you know, spill anything. Yeah. And don't spill the beans about the royal family, you illegitimate child. Basically fight club rules. <laughs> yeah. Legit, yeah. And then a giant binder about genealogies, profiles, duties, current in line, foreign relations, and all the things that is, you know, slightly important to mm-hmm. learn about the royal family that you're related to and visiting. Yep. Spoiler alert. 
He doesn't learn much. Mm. Oh, which I found so frustrating. I'm like, if you're literally preparing to meet your family for the very first time, why would you not read that? I think it's honestly. You know, honestly, I kind of wonder if she was afraid to. If she I was kind of like, oh, it would be worse not thing. to read it. Yeah, I know. But yeah. again, Izumi's kind of dumb. A She's a fucking idiot. But if she were smart, <laughs> we would have no thoughts. I mean, but then they make that, like, her character trait is that she's a procrastinator, so... But that's, like, know. a kind of an important thing. But everyone has their fatal flaw, and it's kind of, like, I find it a bit funny that that's hers. Yeah, like, she's <laughs> That she's, like, she's a huge procrastinator. Yeah. It kind of makes her human, in a way. Yeah. I did find this conversation, though, that she has with her mom weird, like, like, her mom's, like, sad, says, I wish you don't have to go, didn't have to go, and then she's like, well, I won't go. And then her mom's like, no, this is me kicking you out. And, like, basically kind of closes herself Bye, down. kid. She's, yeah. I mean, she's scared. She doesn't, I mean, not her mom. I think her mom's kind of like, yep, I want you to do this. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah, you at know? the same time, scary. Yeah. All right. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so she, you know, gets through the airport, says goodbye to her mom. She's on the airplane. Um, she watches Downton Abbey instead of looking at all the things. Which is an idiot. Like, come on, mm-hmm. Izumi. You could have. I even agree. I was like, girl. Yeah, I was like, that's kind of stupid. Why would you watch Downton Abbey instead of look at the important information? Which, I mean, you don't have to spend, what, what's a flight to Japan? Probably, like, 14 hours? Something crazy. 16 yeah. hours, I think. So you don't have to, like... You don't have to review that thing for 16 hours, yeah. but, like, at least an hour or two? Yeah, So exactly. you can at least try and understand? Yep. So then they land, uh, and then and then she sees this guard that's with her, and the first thing she really says about him is, like, I've been on a permanent relationship hiatus since Forrest, but now I'm rethinking my anything with a penis ban. And we all, like, we all, yeah. What? Yeah, it's not, that was not my favorite. Again. Yeah. So what I think is, I think, this is kind of going back to what I was going to say earlier. I think she uses this language when she's comfortable mm-hmm. or trying to be comfortable. Yeah, but she's, that's true. You notice that, especially when she's out of her comfort zone, that mm-hmm. type of language increases, like, just a little bit more. Not to a point yeah. where it's like, ah! But, yeah. Yeah. You notice that she tries to kind of pull herself together mm. by being snarky and saying yeah. those little quips like that. And you can it's, tell it still makes me like a little bit like, okay, girl, you trying too hard to yeah, be Yeah, it's a little. I think she's, I think, again, I don't think it's like pick me girl vibes. It just gives me she's trying to figure out who she is. Yeah. yeah. And trying to figure out how she carries herself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, again, is it annoying? Yeah, but we were all annoying when we were figuring ourselves out. So I I don't necessarily like it, but I understand why it's happening. Yeah. And then, you know, they deplane and stuff. He's kind of a little bit of an ass. Um, yeah, or, what the hell about a bathroom? Like, that's, that's not going to Yeah, that's anymore. the one thing where I was kind of like, today. okay. Like, Everybody goes to the bathroom as soon as they get off the plane. I have never not once had yeah. to find a bathroom yeah, because sorry, I Sorry, I needed to pee. Yeah. I that I never understood. Can you imagine though if she had if she had not said something at the airport? Yeah. And like gets to the palace and just busts in like I'm gonna pee myself. Like that would yeah. look just as bad, if not worse. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that was the one thing that never bothered me. Like yeah, royalty or not. Like imagine getting, like, getting grief for saying you had to go to the bathroom. 
Yeah. Well, she doesn't know any better. And so he, like, finds a shelter. Like, they, they're kind of navigating through the employee sections of the airport in these weird random tunnels. And so he finds, like, the kitchen and the, the restroom in the kitchen for the kitchen staff. And, and uh, then she kind of, you know, pees and comes back to find him, like, being grumpy, as per seems usual. And then she has, like, her first moment of royalty in the kitchen, where she she gets the gift, uh, radish. the radish cut into a chrysanthemum. That's adorable. I, so, I know, that was, that was so cute. cute. She and keeps then, it around her all the and time And then she just on. very simply was like, oh, I'm really sorry, there weren't any towels in the bathroom. And then all of a sudden, she's just surrounded with handkerchiefs. Like, yeah. oh, uh, thanks. Okay. Thanks, I guess. Yeah. Like, she's immediately like, oh, all right. Which... I do like she at least knows some of the language a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. she knows how to say thank you, which yeah. is a nice touch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so she gets the handkerchief, she gets the radish, you know, and then they're back on their way. And chapter six. <laughs> they get in the Rolls Royce. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then she's very much like, okay, ready? Yep. We're going. We're going to do it. And she's still not prepared because she doesn't read her Minor. Yeah, again, that was the one. That was the one thing and that Mr. really annoyed me. I'm like, Fujigami. why? Mr. Fujigami is the the who is he again? <laughs> I don't know. We don't know because she doesn't read the fucking binder. She. <laughs> I think he's basically. Um, oh, I'm Mr. Fujigami, East Palace Chamberlain. On that behalf one. of your father, uh, I'm here to welcome you home. Uh, so he's in the car with her. Uh, and then she's looking over the itinerary, the very detailed itinerary of her stay. I love how it's like 3.32, arrive at the airport. What if there were like delay. a delay? Yeah. 3.45, 5.01, dress yeah. for dinner. Like, oh, one? Yeah, those are just the most random. Like, what and I also am very surprised, I'm very surprised yeah. they're doing this again without a DNA test. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're treating her like royalty, and they don't even know. I mean, maybe yeah. he just yeah. maybe the father the time matched up, and he knew he had one person that there's very likelihood he could have had a kid. With. What I'm guessing is that I wonder if he didn't want to jump into a DNA test immediately because of like maybe he just didn't want to be like, oh well, you're not mine, and then plot yeah. where she is is like oh. Never mind, come to Japan. Like, I feel like if, I feel like if Izzy, if I know anything about Izzy, she'd have been like, no, and that would have yeah. happened. She'd be like, no, screw you. I'm not going to Japan. Like, yeah. me alone. So maybe yeah. the fact that they didn't throw in the DNA test, like, right away was mm-hmm. maybe a choice. Maybe, like, yeah. I think that might have been intentional. But yeah. I don't know. And the fact that she names the radish Tamagotchi 2.0. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, also, also the fact me. that her dog is named Tamagotchi is such a stereotypical thing. Yeah. Well, she's allowed to go with that, though. Like, I mean, Tamagotchi's kind of cute. But still. It's also, like, a thing that every kid in the 90s just had. I did not yeah. actually have a Tamagotchi you when I was born. born in the 90s. I was born close enough to the 90s. I was born in 2000. <laughs> You're gonna have, like, the older millennials freaking coming after you. And then Mr. Fujigami kind of, like... <laughs> Bless, Bless you. you. I'm sorry. Scares the Stop f- apologizing for sneezing. Just Shut say excuse up. me, homie. Anyway. Um, Mr. Fujigami kind of puts the fear of the Lord in her. I say, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to a wedding. We'll have all this clothing ready for you. And also, she's like, the press what? is also always watching. The press is always watching. 
Which, of course, they are. So, um... Oh, yeah, and then he's like, oh, make sure your bodyguard has your con- you have his contact information, and, like, yeah, you have his phone number and stuff. Crazy. You have his phone number and stuff, and, uh, she's like, oh, yeah, let me, you know, I'll just file his phone number under Satan's Handmaiden, double horns emoji, double poop emoji. I know, like, what the heck? I mean, I like, I'm not gonna say that I've done that, but I've done that. Yeah, I've done that too. But I'm like, what's I the aggression labeled, for? I think I've labeled every single one of my exes uh, LOL nope at one point. LOL um, nope. I haven't changed my ex's phone numbers in my phone for anything. You didn't delete like them? No. Nope. I blocked all of them. I have not. I have not blocked them. I deleted the one, but I still have it. It's just he's not mm-hmm. saved by a name. He's just a random number. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I still have all the contact information for mine. I don't know why, I just have a hard time deleting, like, phone numbers and pictures and stuff like that. Mm. <laughs> I deleted that shit immediately. There's photographic evidence. <laughs> photographic evidence. <laughs> it's me, crying on your couch, holding my cell phone. <laughs> totally saved. Totally saved. That photo's iconic. It really and, and it's funny, like... I was so upset in that moment, but now looking back on it, like it's I see so that funny. picture and I just start dying. It's hilarious. It's, it's so funny. funny. <laughs> the fact that we all knew you'd think it's funny. After yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I looked at that like I think two months later and I just busted out laughing. Yep. Oh. Uh, anyway, so she gets a little bit of a history uh, about like the Imperial Palace and why her father lived at the Togo Palace. Um, and then they kind of add a little bit of a history of Tokyo, exactly, which I really yeah. like because the author probably mm-hmm. did a research. What? They didn't just yeah. make this up. Research. Yes. Um, and then she finds out she's gonna have a lady in wait waiting named Mariko. 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 That is so not so the name. Yes, it is. Mariko. I'm pretty sure it's Mariko. It's Mariko. Mariko. Are you sure? I have, I have the audio book. Find me, Marika! Marika! I had a Japanese lady whose name was spelled exactly like that. I worked with her and her name was Mariko. That's how. But that's then Mariko. But then Johnny's mom was Mariko. Okay. I mean, hold on. I could. I she could said be her wrong, that's but. A, I mean, that's how she pronounced it. I mean, yeah, that's, maybe. And it was spelled the exact same way, so I thought it was Mariko. That's how we pronounced her name. Anyways. So remember that disclaimer when I said. Yeah, we're really lucky. I feel like we should establish that uh, this is also due to us not knowing mm-hmm. how to pronounce the language. Yeah, but I actually sorry, RB. I That's actually RB. do want to. We should really Google how to actually say the name mm-hmm. properly. So we don't. I have the audiobook. That's a good point. Well, we can't play the audiobook when we're talking. Well, I know, but like just to prepare. Uh, and then so yeah, ah, I can't type things. She meets her personal assistant. Um. And, uh, yeah, that kind of goes well. Oh. She also makes a mental note of, um, of the bodyguard's likes and dislikes, which I thought was really funny. Um. Mariko. Oh, you're right! Ha <laughs> <laughs> Really? Ha! <laughs> and then but it's yeah. not pronounced that way in the audiobook. Mariko. Okay. Uh, Google Translate is not the one that you want to be It's not Google with. Translate. I literally Googled it and it's on YouTube. Okay, so, we'll, I'm going to go with it's one of those names that can be pronounced as, maybe both it can be pronounced names. both ways. It probably can. But I could be entirely mm-hmm. wrong. 
If uh, anybody knows, do tell us because yeah. uh, please educate us because I want to know. Yeah. Um, and so um, her lady in waiting helps her pick out a dress for the dinner that night. Um, and of course, of course, Izzy's like, "Do you have anything black?" Right. Like, <laughs> like, what? What's wrong? I'm not like other girls. I only I wear, wear black. black. What's wrong with that? She's just a little bit of a pygmy in that situation. Everyone has their colors that match them. I feel like that's a very like she didn't. She's not like. Uh, do you have anything black? I don't like, like I don't all those like colors. Pink. She's just kind of like I don't know if this works for my skin tone, but black works for my skin tone. And it's just like no. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just thought it was funny because I'm like that. That was the classic line I was waiting for. That. Yeah, but she wasn't like. I'm not like other girls. I only have to wear black. I don't think she wears it. That way. Suits she, my she complexion. She she's like black, maybe, and she's like, yeah. and she's literally just like, hey, I just think I like look nice in black. It's not like I'm not like other girls. I only I don't wear pink. I only wear black. She's well, okay. Like, it, I mean, like it can color. be taken both ways. To she does. Being she honest. does also say that like I like wearing dark colors because I really can't not spill food on myself. Which I also always, thought was but like, like fair. Okay, come on. Now. I mean. I do the same thing. I rarely wear white because I suck at keeping my food on my plate for some reason. Yeah. Um, I don't, like, wear light colors because of that. Um, I also did think it was really funny, her commentary on when, um, uh, the lady in waiting is, is doing her hair, and she's like, my scalp is screaming by the time she's finished, so she likes it rough. Got it. I know, that, <laughs> that was really good. funny. That I was just funny. like, something about the color of my nail polish, pinky pink. And I'm like, oh my word, what? I just thought that was a funny little quip. I kind of just, I find it interesting. Those one-liners are so funny. Yeah, then she's like, fucking hell. Yeah, this is why you shouldn't be watching Instagram reels during the podcast. I don't have a physical book to look at. I just weren't going off of my memory from the audiobook. I have nothing to keep my hands entertained. And unless you want me wandering and thinking about my novel, I need something to entertain my eyes. Exclusives. I'm still engaging. It's not like I'm not talking I'm in the podcast. Joking. I was just talking about her being a picnic. Get, out of, get off Again. of Instagram and get your head in the podcast. Listen, I'm not looking at Ben Barnes. I'm looking at Relax. Hey, it's sort of on theme. Okay, okay let okay. me tell you. better. What's a better excuse? Instagram reels of Ben Barnes. Ben Barnes. Haha. <laughs> but no, so literally, again, I don't, I think some of it is, yeah. I really don't see her as a picnic. Because... I think she just... No, she's not a pick me. She's, I'm not like other girls, girl. Yeah, yeah that I get. But she, I don't think she's really trying to drive that home. Because think about it. She has lived her entire life not being like other girls. Like, she's she's honing in on that, on that cliche because she is that cliche. Yeah. She has basically just been like, yeah, I am Japanese, American, and a predominantly white child. I'm not like other people. And I think yeah. she's kind of maybe overcorrecting that a little bit um, by probably. saying the things that she says because mm-hmm. she isn't like everyone else. She is, yeah. she's quote unquote different. Yeah, yeah, still. So I really, I really don't think we like should. There are a couple things where I'm like, okay, honey, let's let's maybe tone <laughs> it back. But I don't yeah. think we can really jump to conclusions. Like she's being a pick me when in reality it's like she's just trying to make. She's trying to find herself and figure out her own way to stand out that isn't related to how she looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just thought it was a very, it, it's a very classic trope in the, in the American girl goes to 
big city or tries to find yeah. something. I wear black and I'm like, I mean, that's a little relatable because same, I would probably ask the same thing. Yeah. As, you know, even as myself because I then, don't want to spill food on my nice clothes. Because then we get to the we get to the point where, at the end of this chapter where it's she's all done up, everything's set, and she goes, in the mirror I see a different person. It's me, yet it's not. A royal avatar. I'm not sure what to think, how to feel about it. So already we're kind of seeing the whole like, wait a minute, it's me, but it doesn't me. feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like already we're kind of getting the push and pull type thing. And then chapter seven, we jump into her meeting her father, her dad, and it's awkward. Very. Well, I, you would think it would be anything else. Nope. I, I 100% either expected him to be an asshole or it to just be really awkward. Just like, the doors it are closed, we're alone. We can A, hug, B, shake hands, or C, smile genuinely, genuinely, but then we choose D, none of the above, stare awkwardly at each other. I thought that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> and it is really awkward in the beginning because they're just like, uh, hi. But this is going back to the DNA test thing to why I think he held, why I think it was intentional that they held off on the DNA test. So he said, they're in the room together, they're staring at each other, being like, okay, what the heck do we do with this? And he goes, you look like your mother, he finally blurts out. I have the distinct sense of whiplash. Am I reading his tone correctly? Was that yeah. accusatory? I clench and unclench my hands. My worst fears might be coming true. He doesn't want me. This was a mistake. I'm ready to burn the whole thing down. So yeah. immediately she has that kind of fear of, oh, he doesn't want me here. He doesn't think I'm his. So I think had... He demanded a DNA test like right off the bat. Mm -hmm. It would have been like, "Oh, my dad doesn't want me," and we wouldn't yeah. have been able to have that development or growth because it would have just been focused on that. Yeah. So that's yeah. why that's why I think I think personally waiting until to have the DNA test was was uh, intentional choice. That makes sense. I do like like one of the first genuine moments they have is like he's I've stared down bulls in Spain and I haven't felt as frightened as I do in this moment. My hands are shaking. I thought that was super cute. I, did I was too. like, "Aw." Mm. And then that's really I, genuine. I love how then when her father goes in just talking about how it would have been like if she if he had known about her and had she been born in Japan. I thought that was so that cute. Was adorable. Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. Really like was. I want to be born in Japan to a royal family well, if I'm, I'm gonna, treated like that. Yeah, like I'm going to be honest, I think this is one of my favorite chapters in the book. Mm -hmm. Like I really Ooh, enjoy so this. And he just full on is, you know, this happens. He's like, perhaps we should start over. I'm so glad you're here. I look forward to getting to know you. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's not, it's very gentle. He's not cruel. He's not rude. It's a very awkward, but you can tell that he's, like, trying to be genuine. He is, like, genuinely and, trying. And, yeah. Um, and she's responding decently well to it. I mean, obviously, they don't know anything about it. And then they go out in the gardens, and he realizes cool. she's cold, and immediately, Bruh, like, gets her a shawl. She was like um trying to parent trap like she had in the back of her mind to try and parent trap her fam her parents. And I'm like, girl, like best you know. of luck. But then she kind of like, well, there goes that when he's like, Oh, she, you know, he doesn't have any reaction to <laughs> and finding just, out her mom Just random sick. little one liner. I love I sip and grin. It's sparkling cider. Delicious. 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 Like yeah. those one liners just give me life sometimes. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Like, come on. You can't, you gotta give her that. Sparkling yeah. cider is the shit. I actually hate yep. sparkling cider. Well, but... you don't like, you don't like carbonation. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that makes sense. Yeah, um, 
And then he's like, I don't believe that was on your preference sheet. So he read it. He yeah. Read the well, yeah. that's the whole reason. Like, well, he read the shit that she should have. Mm-hmm. But, well, like, yeah, imagine if he hadn't, though. Like, it's yeah. it was it's very no, possible that's for him the whole reason. It. That's the whole reason that she had to fill it out in the first place was so that he could read it and know right. something about yeah. her. This is true. And she would have given the same opportunity had she read the damn thing instead of yeah. watched Downton Abbey, but I digress. Yeah. Then they get to talking about her mother's mug collection, and she realizes she broke the mug that her dad gave her mom when she was seven. Ouch! Yeah, that was, that was hurts. Like, Ooh. The way like, I would have slapped that again. child. No, I'm and kidding. Then, and then also, um, she's like, she's asking about them. He's asking about mom, her mom. Mm-hmm. It's like she's a teacher. Yep, mom is super self-deprecating about it. You know the quote: "Those who can't do teach." I'm not familiar. He says, but I understand. Her students love her, and the faculty are gaga about her. She's accomplished so much great stuff, I guess. And she made you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come on. This chapter is like, just... It it's so sweet. I'm weak. Like, that... This guy's... Tr- he's trying. Yeah. And to be honest, like, that's all... To me, that's all I wanted from family. That... I just wanted them to try. Yeah. And Izumi's really lucky, because not everybody has that. Yeah. Not everyone has mm-hmm. that family that they they don't know who's willing to try. Yep. You know? Exactly. And it sucks mm-hmm. when you don't have family that's willing to try for you. Yep. So I'm really glad that they didn't put that trope in of just like, oh, all right, like, you're my kid. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. You know? Yeah. Um, and then they talk about what it would have been like if she was raised in Japan and the whole flower, uh, flower would have been chosen for her. And um and he picked the iris. The iris, the purple iris, and she's it's like so cute. Oh. And notice he says, "I chose the purple iris." Like he's yeah. like, "I picked that." Yep. Mm-hmm. But he already, he already. I kind of sense. I don't know if I would call it love necessarily mm-hmm. yet, but he already has that. Like I want to connect with her, mm-hmm. and I want to know her. Yeah. And that's its own kind of type of love. That's yeah. That's one, it's like the beginning stages. The one thing I, I appreciate about appreciate. this is mm. is the familial aspect of it because I think a lot, especially in fantasy books, they're all dead. I know <laughs> every single isn't person so, is dead. Isn't it nice to yeah. read a book where the characters' parents are alive and doing pretty well? It's but kind of refreshing. I think it's refreshing because normally, especially like with some of the last things he says to her in this chapter, are things the the love interest in a fantasy book would say. Um, to the person, but it's so wholesome coming from the dad being like, I would have swum across oceans, I would have scaled mountains, I would have crossed deserts, I would have found a way. Um, speaking mm. about, you know, doing that's anything so for her. That's so cute! Like, I know! That's so cute coming we're from so a used- dad who's alive! I know! But and we're so used to seeing that from men who aren't, like, that, who are love interests, and it's yeah. so, it's so funny to me because, quoting Greece. The classic quote of the only man a girl can really depend on is her dad. Yeah. And I love that we're seeing this. Yeah. Like, men have screwed her over her entire life. And finally, she meets this quote-unquote new guy. It's her dad. And her dad's just full on like, you know what? Yeah, I haven't been here for you. I didn't know you were here. But now that I know you're here, mm-hmm. I think like, that's, we're in. That's the biggest thing I appreciate about this book is that that wholesome familial aspect when they finally you know get to know each other a little bit and first meet um then we go into chapter eight 
I was which a, is an adventure. Yeah. yeah. So I was this one this, is also a pretty good chapter. Yeah. yeah. I was reading this earlier, um, just kind of going through it because I, you know, sucked at reading my book club books on time. Um, <laughs> but I was reading this first chapter and I started laughing and Allie asked me why and I said I'd tell her why in the podcast. Oh no. I read the the one of the first sentences in chapter eight is red for the blood of my enemies, I think. Truth. I'm a little punch drunk and I'm like why does that sound like Allison? Yeah, <laughs> literally Allison. Why are you calling me by my full name? Well, because it's I funny. call you Alex. Um. Oh my god. That's good. I. That's why I was chuckling to myself. Um. And then because later she's like, I'm so tired. I can smell colors. Or maybe it's the cocaine. <laughs> why would Alex say these things? That's something I would say. I'm not even gonna deny that. I would. I would say that. That's. So I have. I was also saying earlier that Ali, a lot of the quips that Izzy has in this book are exactly things that Ali I, I say. agree. I 100 percent agree. <laughs> and I'm not a pick me girl, so because no. I'm not like her, other girls. Her personality and her quips, I'm just like, this is Ali but Asian. <laughs> <laughs> you can see why I like this book so much because like the main character, I relate to the main character on a spiritual level, like not in not in some of the whole you know, um, stuff. No, <laughs> other than my estranged family not being royalty, I kind of relate to the whole okay. trying to find your place in a family that quote unquote, quote unquote doesn't really want you. Are we still recording? Yeah, it's still recording. Oh, okay. okay. It didn't look like it was for a second. Slight panic. But I kind of, I understand, again, I don't understand the whole being a minority in a mm-hmm. predominantly whatever country or and needing to feel the blend in. I don't understand that to a level. But I understand the concept of trying to find your place in a family mm-hmm. and how hard it can be to find to find what you um to find what your role is and find your place. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Especially when you're a youngest kid, like it's honestly really kind of hard yes. to find what your role is in your family. And again, mm-hmm. I also have I also relate to the whole estranged family aspect, except yeah. to the fact that my estranged family didn't try. Yeah. So it's kind of like I relate to the feelings of that Izzy has, especially the whole like, oh, well, they don't want me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like, maybe they don't want me. Was that accusatory? What's going on here? Like, I relate to this so hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 very funny. So that was my little quip on that. Um, but chapter eight, we start um, in the beginning of dinner where she's starting to meet everybody. Um, Which and... again, we get to the point of she would have known not to <laughs> do certain things if she just, just read the binder. <laughs> also, it's so bad. Like the the introduction oh my word that, made introduction, me, that was secondhand I was, I, I was like i hated it. i knew it was I coming that i knew I it was coming and i hated it yeah. that made me sad i was like izzy yep. izumi girl yeah. what are you doing nothing good like the first part is good like hi i'm izumi i live in mount shasta blah blah blah, blah, blah. it's like i have a dog and it's like yeah. oh no why? she's gonna start talking about her dead dog or no, her glandular conditioned dog. <laughs> yep. And then she's just like, I'm Izumi, Mount Shasta, nice to meet you, done. And it's just very tense silence. Like, why after couldn't that. have you, 
I mean, maybe it's because I'm different, but I was just like, hello, my name is Allie. I'm from this place and I like to sing and I like to read. Like, I would have yeah. just been like, I would have listed the hobbies of like, I like this. I like animals and I'm very excited to get to know you all. And then yeah. boom, done, short and sweet. Like, I yeah. wouldn't have babbled. I would just been like, hello, this is my name. This is what I like. I'm looking forward to meeting you all. Okay, let's eat food. Exactly. Like, and then, uh, then she meets Yoshi, her cousin. I love Yoshi. He's so cute. He yeah. just remind, he reminds me of Bo from our D and D camp. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. Yep. And then she meets her aunt and uncle. They're pretty cool. And yeah, um, the first couple family members she meet are actually really nice to her. Yeah. Which exactly. is kind of refreshing because normally you get the family like immediately you get the family members that are just awful, mm-hmm. and then you find that one like guy that's like. Don't listen to them. But now, it, like, yeah. it starts yeah. off being like, "Oh, hey, you're like, also... you're our niece. Uh-huh. Sweet, you know." Yeah. This rocks. They... And if they don't like it, they're at least hiding it very well. Exactly. Well, except for the girls that are like kind of talking about well, it in right, their hands but and stuff. Yeah. But mm-hmm. more but on them later. Yeah. Then you meet Yoshi's brother, um, who has a stick up his ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And then dinner starts, and she doesn't know how to use the right utensil, so she's kind of copying off of Yoshi. Which, okay, I know, the the rule is so easy, Mm -hmm. outside in, just go from the outside in! Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do also like the note she says, when Yoshi helps her, she's like, I grin and mentally promise Yoshi my firstborn. I love that. (laughs) Yep. Yep, yep. Her commentary is just so spot on, I think, and I think that's what makes this book. Again, great. those little one-liners uh, that just make my night. Also, yep. so this is like one of the next pages. Can we talk about uh, mm-hmm. like uh, Izumi's kind of trying to get to know her family and just mm-hmm. you know talk to them because earlier everyone was the uh, what's his name the oh god I'm totally blanking on his name but the guy that was the main guy that's in the car. And hmm. was giving her crap about going to the bathroom. Not oh, the security um, guard, but like the Chamberlain? The Chamberlain, yeah, Mr. Fushimi. That one. Or yeah. something like that. But um I love how um where was I going with this? Oh, they're talking about uh designer oh, he was saying that guy was saying, like, hey, make sure you you spend equal time with your family members or they'll get offended. And she's like, uh, okay. Yeah. But she's talking to everybody involving in the conversation. And they're talking about a designer named Nate Berkus, and Asako is just like, "Ah, yes, he is this, and he designs cat homes. It's like he designed <laughs> something for me. You want me to give him his contact information? He's yeah. very discreet. It's like, what? Yeah, you yeah. just yeah. have his phone number. Okay then. Um, but yeah, they kind of finished dinner out. Um, the and she kind of goes pretty smoothly. Um, and yeah, that's where we finish that chapter. Uh, and she's just kind of questioning, like, will I measure up to this family? Because uh, she's pretty intimidated. Yeah, as you probably would be. Even though I think my toxic trait is thinking I would fare so much better in this situation. Yeah. I was like, I would know everything. That's 100% yeah, you know? my toxic trait. Because like, I, I would be, be like, like, I wouldn't be that stupid. But, you, you know, maybe I wouldn't because you know what I would have done? Read the binder of information that they gave me on the goddamn airplane. The free binder uh-huh. with everything I could possibly need to know for a foundation. Like how much Downton Abbey can you watch? You had to have stopped at some point. Exactly. Like I literally would have just been like, "Hey, here's an idea. Like reward yourself. Look at three pages of the binder and memorize some things. 
watch an episode of Downton Abbey. Mm -hmm. Stop, look at the binder again, watch another episode. But no, we don't do self-discipline in this book. Nope. No. Yet. Mm -hmm. Yet. Okay, so, thoughts so far. Please don't tear this book apart. It holds a special place in my heart. (laughs) I mean, it's definitely not a book that I would have picked up off the shelf for me to read. I do, I mean, it is mildly entertaining and, like, I feel like it's kind of giving me, like, like, the same vibes that, like, the selection would have when I read it. Yeah. Like, it's not what I'm used to, but it's still, like, entertaining enough. I'm just annoyed at some of her choices, because I'm like, again, the whole binder thing, I will never stop bringing that up, because yeah. that was just dumb I just shit. think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's I think funny. it's a good time. And, like, there are some things that I see that are, like, plot holes with it, but, like, overall, it's... It's okay. Mm-hmm. We're on. We're yeah. we're on, on the beginning. Eight, I'm trying to so... give it to the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. We're not even on page 100 yet, and that's when I'm kind of. That's yeah. when I give books a chance to hook mm-hmm. me or not. Yeah, I think like halfway through is usually when I decide if I like something or not. Usually, um, I like the writing style. She's very like. I like the point of view. I like her little quips. She's adding a lot of humor in there. I do like the one liners. It does keep you pretty hooked, I think, on like wanting to know what she's gonna say next because she does have very interesting right. perspectives on stuff. She does one make of my dumb... enemies. It must be the cocaine. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Yeah, like I-, I think that's hilarious and that's why I like it a lot. I mean, I I you know, I kind of like a little bit of everything, um, in moderation. Um, if it's well written, I think is kind of what makes or breaks it. And she does yes. seem to be very well written, um, has a lot of research, says things um, pretty accurately. It doesn't feel like it's thrown together. And I've never, either. I think with some of the decisions too, even though some of them are stupid, I've never gotten the urge to be like, what is wrong with you? I've just yeah. been kind of like, oh, okay. It's, it's been Izumi. Like, why? But you kind of are just like, all right, let's keep going. Maybe she'll redeem herself. It's been a good know? brain break from all the big high fantasy stuff I've been thinking about and reading I needed, lately. I needed the brain break. So, I very much enjoy, I very much enjoy a, a different, I just different like, change I'm, of pace. I'm two chapters away from finishing The Inadequate Air, and my brain hurts. It's an amazing book. See, I like the mind spinning, though. That's the thing. For, like, me, now I feel like from reading so many fantasies, it's like twists and turns. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can literally see the plot of this book unfolding mm-hmm. before my eyes, and I'm on chapter again, eight, and is, I'm like, uh, I, I know like exactly where this is going. It's Plus a palate cleanser. Yeah. I feel like, like that's kind of the point. Plus, we are older readers, and this is a YA novel, and we have to remember it's marketed to, like, 15 to 18-year-old That's girls, a good point. And we're 22. That is a good point. I do often forget that YA, like, I don't have as much as a, I don't say that I don't like YA, but it's mm-hmm. definitely, like... My appreciation for it is different just yeah. because I am now not a young adult anymore. Yeah. I am a new adult, and yeah. I kind of like some more of the adult stories now, even though, again, I do I do like coming of age because it yeah. does kind of remind me, oh, mm-hmm. I wasn't crazy when I was a yeah. teenager. Everyone else was going through the same things I was exactly. of trying to find out who I was and what I stood for and all that stuff. So yeah. that's kind of the reason I picked it is because it's a reminder that – if you think you're embarrassing, there's someone else who does it better than you. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So next week we're going to be tackling how many the chapters? Next chapters. Oh, yeah, the next eight or so. Yeah, mm-hmm. something around there. Mm-hmm. Um, tune in next week to figure out what happens next with and our more main one-liners. character. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, Allie, you want to do our outro? As usual. Thank you for listening to Book Club Unhinged. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and we'll attend the next one. 
You can find us anywhere podcasts are found. Spotify, Audible, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast, we are probably on it. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, um, look out for our next episode, which should be dropping momentarily. And we follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Book Club Unhinged, all over this. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye.